Percupine, sometimes he's at play. Percupine, find out what he'll say. Percupine, who's coming on today? What's up, party people? It's Perk, ready to roll out another episode. This week here in Minnesota, where we produce this show, the best men's gymnasts in the country are competing. It's the NCAA Men's Gymnastics Championships at the Maturi Pavilion on the campus of the University of Minnesota. The Gophers are competing, and their head coach, Mike Burns, is this week's guest. And you're going to want to hear our conversation. Burns has a lot to say about the U of M dropping the men's gymnastics program altogether and the future of his sport. But before we get to Coach Burns... Random Ranks. This time on Random Ranks, I'm rattling off the top 11 gymnasts in the history of the universe, male or female. Number 11, Bart Connor. Remember him? Number 10, Nastya Lukin. Saw her in the, what, Beijing Olympics, I think? Yeah. Number 9, John Roethlisberger. Gotta keep it local, right? The U of M. Number 8, Sean Johnson. Epic. She was in that same gymnastics as Lucan. She was phenomenal. Number seven. This one, I don't know if you've heard of this one. Kohi Uchimura. He's a Japanese gymnast. And I think he won like seven medals. He's, he's ridiculous. And Olympic medals we're talking. Number six. Mitch Gaylord, who I think eventually made it into an acting career too, didn't he? Number five. One of my all-time favorites. Shannon Miller. Number four. Gabby Douglas. Number three, Mary Lou Retton. Number two, this was a hard one to go two and one. Interchangeable here. Nadia Komenich. And number one, Simone Biles. Just because what she's doing these days is just like none other. It's phenomenal. Okay, back to Mike Burns, who was on 60 Minutes on CBS this summer discussing the way things went down at the U of M. When in an effort to stop the bleeding on revenue, decided to cut three sports, including his very successful men's gymnastics program. He shares how things are going now, what his plan is for men's gymnastics at the U. Spoiler, he's still trying to save it, but also the irony of a cut program all the while its star gymnast may just end up being the star gymnast for the USA in this summer's Olympics in Tokyo. Oh yeah. And the U is still hosting this men's gymnastics championships this weekend and the Gophers are competing in it. It's all crazy. Absolutely loco. Here now, Mike Burns. Let's just start off the top, Mike Burns. First of all, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. I I do think that this is a big darn deal here coming to the U of M. And uh, I also think that it's incredibly ironic that it's happening this year um, yeah. when so much uh, tumult has happened with your program and at that university. Can you talk yeah, to me about yeah, just yeah. the expanse of the event? First of all, this is a big, big, big scope. Well, it's, you know, in my opinion, like collegiate gymnastics, NCAA gymnastics, and the championships are like the ultimate gymnastics competition. I mean, I think it rivals the Olympic Games. And I think it rivals it even, I think it really like is better in some ways because there's something about an athletic event with teams that have been working together for a long time, you know? 
Olympic teams are, are brought together. It's not like this, these guys have been working together for four years, like the guys on our team have been working together for four years. And you kind of build this cultural uh, continuity type of thing where, you know, the, the, the rouser is embedded in these guys' DNA, right? And, and not to say that the Star Spangled Banner and the American flag isn't, isn't burns into their DNA, the guys who make the Olympic team, but it's, there's, something, there's something special about collegiate athletics. And that's why I've been involved in it for 40 some years, you know, because it is a special thing and the kids who get a chance to do what they do. It's a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, and, and 50 years from now, they got to get together with their teammates when they're all like going, Oh, I wish I hadn't done that back then. My back hurts and my knees are sore. Right. But that's the stuff you do now because hey, like everybody's as old as they've ever been. Right. So it's like, I'm not thinking about 40 years from now, what my body's going to be like. I, I got to hit this set. And, and there's like this urgency to excellence. And I think that's, what's awesome about it. People are really trying to be successful through excellence. And, and, uh, and that's a great thing, you know, and it's, uh, and to have this showcase of this event on our campus this weekend, Friday and Saturday, it's just, a, I don't know, it's a great opportunity for everybody. So, and I'm really excited that you're, you know, reaching out and we're having this conversation because honestly, you know, when it comes to championship type performances, you're the king, man. You are the king, Perk, I tell you. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what your producers say about you. I think you're the king. <laughs> yeah, if you only knew what my producer said about me, I'm <laughs> kidding. No, I appreciate that, Mike, that you're far too kind. From a fan perspective, I think, you know, watching something like an NCAA championships where it is the highest level of athlete collegiately, whether it's men's or women's, it, it gymnastics specifically is a phenomenal spectator sport, you know, where, where so many sports is just one focal central point. Mm -hmm. um, gymnastics, it's like overstimulation it's it's glorious i mean you got pommel over like a, here you got like a sensory sensory overload right but no but it's great because there there is so much variety i think don't you think i mean don't you think that that just adds so much spice to the overall feel for, for a spectator well i i don't disagree with that at all i mean this you know we got six different events that are it's kind of like the uh you know the uh, it's like the heptathlon or something, you know, it's like, there's a lot going on. And, and it's like, if you can do really well on all six events, you're like the world's greatest athlete in a way. Right. <laughs> and it's, and it's tough, you know, there's, there's, there's events that are geared to your legs, you know, floor exercise involved There's events that are geared to support type uh, skills, you know, pommel horse and parallel bars. And there's skill uh, events that are geared to swinging and uh, you know, hanging through the bottom and that's high bar and still ring. So they're, you know, they're very similar, but they're completely different at the same time. And, um, you know, you got a guy like Shane Wiskus who's at the top of his game right now. And he's, he's hit, uh, he's hitting, a, his stride right now. And, and, you know, he's good on all six events and that's what you're looking for. Who, is there a guy that you can kind of build around? And he just has that, uh, that knack, you know, he's, he, uh, he kind of freezes up the, the blood in his veins and all of a sudden you get a little ice water going through and that's what you're looking for in an athletic performance. You know, how do you get a peak performance out of a guy and you got to find a way to, uh, you know, you got to use the mental strength that you have, but you also got to make sure it's, it's tempered with the, the desire for your brain to kind of short circuit your physicality. Cause that's, that's like the biggest thing in athletics, you know, peak performances is all about, you know, you've done all the physical preparation 
and the and the mental preparation is is just as critical. And it's and, and, then, uh, and then it comes down to how clutch you are when it when it matters the most too, right? I exactly. mean, exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, and and those are the those are the moments in sport that you remember, right? Like, oh my God, remember that clutch performance that got us here. Or it can go the other way too, you know, it's like an anti-clutch performance. And that's the beauty of sport. You know, it's drama, it's entertainment, it's uh, excitement, it's disappointment. You know, it's like everything, right? All rolled up into one. And and it's not exclusive to our sport. It's in every sport. You know, we're not not necessarily a sport that's going to determine the, uh, you know, the psyche of a whole city, you know, like the Twins or the Timberwolves or well, the Vikings, you know, it's like the success of those teams kind of helps drive the, the psyche of the city in a way. Right. And that's what's amazing about sports. I think it's uh, so many people are engaged in it at some level, you know, whether yeah. they whether they used to participate and they understand the sport really well. Or they just they just see it because it's something that their friends do. Uh, you know, everybody's got their own reason to follow sports, but it's um, and, and you've been doing it your whole life. You know, it's something that that excites you. And uh, then you get into the explanation of the whys and the hows and all the uh, armchair quarterbacking that everybody does, you know, and that's, that's, what's amazing about sports. Yeah. It's a, it's a level playing field. Everybody, everybody's opinion is as valid as anybody else's. I think, I think, (laughs) you know, and I think that, that that's, that is what makes it so accessible and, and beautiful. More with Gover men's gymnastics coach, Mike Burns, when Perkett pod continues. But first, I want to introduce you folks to a guy that is sitting across from me right now, looking awfully dapper, by the way. <laughs> Michael Bryant, thanks so much for being here and joining us on Perkett Pod. I am glad to be here. Tell us about yourself. I, I know you're obviously the Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant. Um, tell us about Bradshaw and Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant is a law firm that does plaintiff's personal injury. We represent people who are injured through no fault of their own, and we also do criminal defense. So we have a full-time criminal lawyer. I've done criminal work since I started with John Bradshaw back in 1991. I still do a little bit of criminal, but for the most part, I do plaintiff personal injury and represent lots of people in car accidents. Uh, I do a number of cases involving survivors that have been sexually abused. And then we get involved in a number of different personal injury type cases. So you're a busy guy. I try to be. You mentioned Bradshaw, not Terry Bradshaw from the Pittsburgh Steelers from, <laughs> from the days of yore, right? I mean, this is, no, yeah. uh, not that guy. But, but, what, <laughs> but what about your team? How, how, many, how, many, how many are on your, uh, are on your side there? Well, we have two lawyers in the Minneapolis office, Mm -hmm. uh, and then in St. Cloud, we have, uh, there's five of us. So I think total, I have anywhere between seven and nine, depending on how you do the math. And you're a sports fan, too. A very big sports fan. I grew up in Rhode Island, and uh, I'm a diehard Red Sox fan, no matter what. And then I moved to Minnesota in 1982 and got infected with, you know, liking the Vikings (laughs) and, and caring about the Twins and and you played sports too growing up, right? I played hockey. Yeah. I was a goaltender. Uh, I played some juniors and I played, uh, I was going to play college hockey and then found out there was a lot more to life than stopping hockey pucks. And again, where can people reach you, Mike? People can reach us at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. We uh, have a place you can comment there and there's also a chat that pops up there. Or they can call 800-770-7008. Great chatting with you. Thanks for being a friend of Perkett Pod here and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Perk and Pine. Gymnastics specifically, Mike, um, foundationally speaking, it is just it is such a phenomenal sport and 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 such a great 
great. It's such a great platform to build on for other skills in sports. I, I, I just like, I can't say enough. Uh, you know, I, I, I married into a, a gymnastics kind of family, if you will. And, yeah. and my, my son uh, did it for a, for a couple of years early on, very early in his life. And, and um, he, he lost the passion for it, but I think the skills that he developed at those early ages has served him so well and given him such a leg up in other sports that it's that I still see it. Like I still, to this day, even he's a teenager now, I still see it. I still mm -hmm. see that body awareness and that kind of control and, and, and just, it, it's, it's remark. It is a remarkable sport in that regard. I think. I can't, I can't agree more. And, um, you know, when I was a young kid, I played a lot of different sports. I, you know, I was little league. I played soccer. I ran track and I did a bunch of things, but I got into gymnastics pretty late, like in high school. Right. And uh, so I kind of did it the other way around, right? Like the other sports maybe helped my gymnastics, but, and I wasn't, I was, I was decently athletic. I wasn't, you know, really built for this sport at all, mm -hmm. but I just loved it. And I had a passion for it and I worked hard and I finally got pretty good at it, you know? And, uh, but you're right. You know, the, the kids who get into it, maybe they don't, maybe they stay a couple of years like your son did, but they're going to, they're going to learn some things about, just like a body going upside down and coming back right side up. That's not something that people normally do, you know? So, so maybe you're riding your bike and you hit a ditch and you go on you know, ass over tea kettle over the handlebars and you know how to roll out and not break your neck, you know? So there's some, there's some definite, I mean, that's an extreme case, but I mean, those right, are, though. Uh, no, but it's, that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. It's just, yeah, it, honestly, it, it's like, like one of the things you teach kids early on in the sport is learn how to fall. So a lot of kids, when they, if they fall down backwards, they're going to put their hands back with their, with their hang, fingers pointing backwards. That's a perfect mechanism for hyperextending your elbow. So you teach the kid, well, make sure your fingers are facing forward. So when you hit your arms, are going to bend normally. You don't want them to bend abnormally. So there's, you know, things like that, that just stick with you through life. So if you're ever in a situation where you're, you know, in a, in a dangerous situation, maybe those cat-like ninja skills come back <laughs> and they help oh you out. Gosh. You, you, you mentioned being in this sport for over 40 years. And, and that to me is just, is just awesome. And, and like, I just wonder how much chalk is in your lungs. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, I do wonder though, like, like, like how heartbreaking it then is um, with, with what has happened to your sport and others at the U, um, but, but yeah. yours specifically and how gut wrenching that is and was, and, and, and how you're still dealing with it all. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you get the news and all of a sudden it's a pretty shock, pretty big shock to the system. And you, uh, at first it's almost hard to kind of, uh, you know, it does not compute in a way. Right. And, um, and then you go through, you know, all the stages of grieving, I guess. Right. And you, yeah. you, you're upset, you're mad, you're disappointed, you're sad, you've, you know, and, and we've all gone through that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we've put up a valiant fight and, you know, sometimes it's hard to fight city hall. Right. So, uh, so at that point you got to kind of go, all right, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit here and wallow in this like uh, poor me situation? Or are you going to move to a different state of existence? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. We're, we're in the process of moving to a different state of existence. And, uh, you know, in the, in the October Board of Regents meeting that was alluded to on several occasions, the possibility of these sports that are being cut being supported through Recwell Department as competitive club programs. So 
I mean, it's, a, it's the most logical thing. So, you know, I've had to do, actually, I've been working hard on this since probably November, you mm-hmm. know, that's, and it's a transitional thing that a lot of, a lot of different things have to line up to make it happen. So that's kind of been my, my purpose every day when I wake up. So I have this great purpose because I have to, I have to take Minnesota gymnastics from what it's been and turn it into what it's going to be. And the good thing about that is it is going to be, and I think that's the critical point here, you know, so we're not going to be an NCA program at this point, but, but there's a really, um, you know, competitive club system in the, in the country. There's about 11 programs right now in what's called the gym act league, G Y M A C T gymnastics association of collegiate teams. And, um, Arizona State, Washington, Temple, UIC, all these, all these big name schools that used to be NCA programs that have dropped over the year and they've maintained themselves as a club program. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta find different means of revenue streams because the, you know, the, the gravy train from the athletic department is drying up. So I got to find a different source of source of revenue to make this thing happen. And I'm committed to it and I'm excited about the challenge. You know, it's uh, I kind of use this analogy lately, you know, there's, um, all the coaches, whether in our sport or in our athletic department, you know, either way you want to look at it, we're all kind of inside this, this nice penned in meadow of wonderful grass. We're all just grazing on this wonderful grass, getting fat and happy on this grass. Right. And then somebody kicked me over the fence, you know, and I'm outside the fence going, wow, I wish I was inside the fence eating that nice grass. I'm out here, you know, eating uh, gravel and, and looking for a dandelion once in a while. Right. So, so that's kind of my, that's sort of my change in, in environment. Right. So that's forced me to accelerate my evolution of thought. You know, how am I going to make this happen? And I could either say, well, I can't do this. I'm going to go, you know, flip burgers at McDonald's or drive an Uber or whatever, you know, I'm saying, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep Minnesota gymnastics alive. And I've, I've been building, some really solid alliances on campus with people that are going to help me achieve that. So that's been, that's been a really great, um, again, it's, it's given me purpose every day I wake up because I know I got to chip away at it every, every day at the same time, trying to get this team to, you know, be ready to compete at the national championships that are hosted here this weekend. So it's been, a um, it's been a pretty exciting time, honestly, you know, and, and, and I, I've, I kind of, I have a couple of personal philosophies that I kind of go on. And I, one of them is no matter how bad a situation is at the moment, give it a couple of days. And it's probably not quite as bad as you thought it was at the moment. And, and that's a hard this, one though. This, this one took a little more than a couple of days, but yeah. um, you know, I can keep that philosophy going and I can, that can motivate me to kind of take things to a different level and a, a new level and like a new, a new, you know, new existence, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we got some guys that are decided to transfer. We got some guys that are sticking around, you know, so we have the foundation of a, of a GMAC team and I'm still recruiting kids, you know, cause there's not a ton of programs and not a lot of spots to kids to go to, but there's a lot of kids. So, you know, this Minnesota has been a really good program NCA wise, but it's going to be a really good program gym act wise. And we're going to bring some really good kids in and we're going to continue to push this thing. So that gives me a lot of hope and it gives me a lot of uh, motivation. All right. More Perkett pod just around the corner. Stay tuned. But first we got to take this time to chat with Sean Bernard, who is kind enough to be here with us today. Sean Bernard is an, as a real estate agent for Edina Realty. 
kind of a rock star real estate agent, aren't you? <laughs> I have fun, man. That's a, that's the a reason why I'm glad that I did this partnership with you and sponsor your show is that we both have a similar mindset that we are going to have a good time. Well, we appreciate you, you know, being a friend of, of, of Perkett Pod and, and helping us out in so many ways. But if you would talk about your, your agency and and, uh, and what you're able to do as an agent. Well, yeah, you know, it, it really comes down to the homework, you know, doing your homework, doing the research. And I pride myself on that. I learned a long time ago that I'm a big nerd. This time of the year, what I'm really working on is people that are planning three to six to nine months from now. Uh, if people are interested, if it's you or somebody else you know that's interested in buying or selling, give me a call at 612-859-2594. That number is also text-worthy. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love music, I got a great podcast for you to listen to. It's The Brian Oak Show. Give that a listen anywhere you find your podcasts. Perk and It's hard from an outside perspective to to not like almost understand bitterness regarding all this because here 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 it is your your program after decades and decades of success uh, is is pulled out from under you you're you're on the you're not on the grass anymore you're out on the gravel if you will um, and and yet cruelly almost. <laughs> You've got, you've got your star gymnast, probably Olympic bound and, and going to do some amazing things for this country uh, on a, on a worldwide stage. You've got uh, the NCAA, you got the pinnacle event coming to the pavilion. And, and yet it's, it's just to me, like the, the, the inconsistency there is just is staggeringly painful, almost just like what in the world? Like here it is like this great, what a phenomenal program that has done so much good for so many kids. And now it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get, well, you know, Mark, here's the thing, but like, it's just kind of like kidding me. I mean, the timing of all this is just like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like you couldn't, you couldn't write a script like this. Right. (laughs) But here's the thing, you, you mentioned bitterness and, um, you know, I've had some moments where that's been in the front of my, you know, my thoughts. And I, I realized fairly quickly that's, that that's just wasted energy. Okay. okay. Yep. You know, I, I can be here all pissing and moaning about it and being upset and, you know, being, you know, not, I'm not saying that I'm all hunky dory with it. Don't get me wrong. But I, I understand the situation and I understand people had to make decisions that I didn't agree with, but I, I respect the fact that people have jobs they got to do. And this is what they thought was the best way to handle the problem they, they found themselves in. I respect that. Again, I don't agree with it, but I can respect it. So that's the first thing. And yeah, um, yeah. I went to <laughs> I went to church one day, maybe, you know, maybe in November-ish, and part of the sermon was about uh, vengeful thinking, you know, and how bad it was and, you know, you shouldn't be like that. And the end of church, I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta change my, my thought process because I think that's what I just heard makes a lot of sense. So by the time I left church, I was, I was feeling pretty good. My vengeful thoughts were all, all gone. And I got in my car. I'm like, son of a gun. (laughs) Didn't last long. Right. But, but again, that's a process for me. It took me a while to get here. And again, it's not like, it's not like all this, all is great, but, um, all is different, I guess. Yeah, right? no, and I understand, like, because the bitterness doesn't help you to get to where you want to get. 
Like, right. you know, this next step, what, you know, the next steps that you're trying to achieve, harboring that is, is probably wasted energy. Like you, like you referred to. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I just, I, I see what you're saying. Do you were obviously um, you got a lot of national exposure when you, when you were on 60 minutes prominently um, I was, I was, I was impressed by how, how much airtime you got on that and, and on such a national platform like that, which is just, you know, such a, a such a big deal. What, how, what kind of blowback did you get? What kind of support did you get? What kind of reaction did you get uh, from that appearance and, and that story? Um, well, you know, in the, in the, in the world that I live in, the level that I'm in, you know, in the trenches here doing what I do, um, there was a ton of support, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, us, us in gymnastics have been fighting this battle for a lot of years. You know, when I was competing back in the late seventies, it was over a hundred programs. Now, now we're down to just several, you know? And, um, so I, you know, my whole career, I've been constantly looking over my shoulder mm-hmm. and going, oh, well, and you see it happen to other programs and like, oh boy, dodged the bullet, you know? So I didn't dodge the bullet this time. And I go, okay. Uh, it wasn't like it's just a matter of time, but, you know, in a way it was just a matter of time. So, you know, this, this whole situation with us in Iowa and William and Mary who announced it as well. So the three programs within a two week period, you know, that was, that was devastating to our sport. And, and when you have devastating situations, it, it kind of accelerates the, uh, the urgency, the urgency has always been there, but, you know, all of a sudden USA gymnastics is even more, engaged in this process because they understand that the collegiate program is a, is a very strong pipeline to the national team program and the Olympic program. And it's the same thing in, in swimming. And it's the same thing in a lot of sports track and field, you know, the collegiate program, it's kind of like, you know, the NFL has their minor league team as the NCAA program, right? All the collegiate programs. And we're the same way with, with an Olympic sport like ours, you know, we're kind of the, uh, you know, the, the money and the budgets that go into training guys at this level, <clears throat> USA Gymnastics and the USOPC could never afford to do that in all the sports, you know, it's, uh, it just wouldn't happen. So there's, there's great benefits for the collegiate sports <clears throat> programs that are out there. You look at the Olympics every four years and, you know, look at the swimming guys out there, guys and gals out there. They're all from NCAA Pro, even kids from all, all over yes. the world. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's just amazing how many kids come through the NCAA program. So it's, you know, it's a critical part of the Olympic movement. So I guess if the Olympic movement is an important thing for this country <clears throat> and the understanding that the collegiate realm is a big part of that whole pipeline, then, then we got to find a way to salvage it. If it's not an important thing, then it'll probably won't be salvaged, you know, but there's been a lot of a lot of committees put together, USOPCs, but a lot of sustainability committees together for, you know, not just gymnastics, but all the Olympic sports. And um, it's been probably in terms of uh, a very collaborative approach to trying to solve a problem. It's, it's the best collaboration I've ever seen. And I've, you know, I've been around a while. <laughs> so you see a lot of things. So it's been, it's been really exciting in a lot of ways. Um, USA Gymnastics hired a, a, a consulting firm called Pictor Group. <clears throat> and they, uh, you know, their basic premise this year, it's a one-year contract. And uh, the key is, can we start one NCAA gymnastics program for men? Mm. So that's what they're at. And, and, the, and the gal that's uh, the CEO of it, Sandy 
Sandy Club. She's she used to be an athletic director, I think at Drake, perhaps. Don't quote me on that. But she's very well connected in athletic administrative circles. So we're trying to do the battle in the coaching level that we don't necessarily have the connections at, at that administrative level. You know, we have the connections at our administration, but not widespread. So this Pictor group, they have a they have a great um you know, tentacles, they, they know a lot of people and they've identified certain schools that may be in the market to start a men's program. So if they're in the market to start a men's program, why not a men's gymnastics program? And so that's, that's kind of where things are at. And it's a, like I said, it's an exciting time. There's a lot of vibrancy in terms of, you know, the, the, uh, the will to survive. So it's, uh, it's, it's, again, yeah. it's kind of accelerates things when things get dire, things get accelerated. Yeah. To save your sport for crying out loud. And you talked about Shane Wiskus earlier. I just want to touch base on him one more time, just, just uh, because he is such a phenomenal athlete and he is that he, he does have it all. Um, do you anticipate it, great things this coming year on, uh, on NBC and uh, in Tokyo at the Olympics for him? Well, you know, you hate to prognosticate too much right no yeah i know what you mean i i, I know but you gotta uh, be hopeful you know he's right? been on a he's been on a path a long time and he continues to move in a good solid positive direction and you know he has to stay healthy which he is doing knock on wood and he has to continue to you know get the get the synchronicity of the mind and the body together in this sport it's very it's very zen-like in some ways right and um you know, and, and just continue to prepare for the next step in the process. So mm-hmm. that the next step is the NCAA championships. And the next step after that is the U.S. Nationals in early June. And the next step after that is the Olympic trials in late June. And the next step after that, we all hope, is going to Tokyo and, and yeah. doing his thing out there, you know. And, you know, he's had some really uh, big stage moments. You know, obviously, he's been a successful collegiate athlete. He made the world championship team in 2019. He competed at the American cup last, last March, right before everything shut down. And so all of those things are like just um, deposits in the Shane Wiskus bank account. Right. And, and the bank accounts, you know, pretty healthy. So let's keep, let's keep, you know, let's keep building some interest in that account and let's see, keep adding to it because everybody's happy when their bank account is, is, is solid. Right. Yeah. In the meantime, just focus on NCAAs for crying out loud. I don't worry, I'm not worried about Tokyo. I just want you to d- drop it like it's hot at the pavilion this weekend, right? I mean, that's just yeah. like classic coach move right there. No, I mean, All it's right. a, you know, it's a, it's the right question to ask. And, you know, I just don't want to get, I don't want to get the horse out or the card out in front of the horse, you know, uh, in front of the pommel horse, if you will. Yeah. Um, no, I, I wish you all the best, Mike. I, I think the world of you and I, and I, uh, I'm excited to see this event this weekend and how it all unfolds. And, and, and uh, I hope, I hope it's a great success. I hope you make a, a lot of good connections there this weekend and, 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 and you know, and uh, rally all the troops and, and get people behind all this because it's pretty terrific. And I, I applaud you for trying to save, save it in, in whatever way you can there and maybe even make it better down the road. Who knows? Thanks so much for your time, Mike. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode of Perk Pod. We want to thank our partners, Audio Wiz, Justin Bailey, theme song by Taylor Robert. Keep listening weekly for another episode with Minnesota sports influencers and icons on Perk Pod. Feel free to share this podcast. Give us a simple subscribe click. It doesn't cost you a thing. Heart us, rate us, double tap us, whatever you want. And until next time, remember, shine bright. 
Don't be afraid to be weird and open your hearts to inclusion. Peace. Perk and Pond, sometimes he's at play. Perk and Pond, find out what he'll say. Perk and Pond, who's coming on today? Perk.